But I truly believe, based on years of watching couples, that women change on on average, okay, on average, women change a ton when the children come. Mm. Men change not as much. This week, new guest and divorce mediator, Robin Grain, shares her top tips for how to avoid divorce based on her years and years of experience. Stay tuned. I'm going to keep this short. First, thank you for listening. If you're a regular listener, I would greatly appreciate it if you would leave a review on whatever platform you listen to us on. This will help others discover us. Also, if you like the podcast, I highly recommend visiting our website, hitchedmag.com, which is updated daily with new content and where you will find thousands of articles available anytime. Lastly, I understand that not everything we talk about applies to everyone. However, I am confident that if you go to hitchmag.com and subscribe to our free weekly newsletter, that you will find at least one and probably more pieces of information each week that will help your marriage thrive. I hope you enjoy. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchedMag.com. I am so excited because I am joined by a new guest today, Robin Grain. Hi, Robin. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much, Steve. I'm glad to be here. I am so excited to have you on. So Robin is the founder of Grain uh, Mediation. A, she is a certified divorce mediator, a certified divorced financial analyst, um, and you also provide married couples with an inside look at how to successfully avoid divorce uh, from your experience and uh, personal experience and as a divorce mediator. Uh, you can get more information at her website, grainmediation.com. Uh, I will will uh, include this information in the show notes so you can find it there. Um, and with that, Robin, I, you know, we're going to talk today about how, t- how we can avoid divorce and the most common traps that couples fall into. Um, the first question I have for you is uh, no couple wants their marriage to end in divorce, obviously. Unfortunately, many do. Uh, so, uh, Rather than what to avoid, I first want to start with a proactive tip that will help keep marriages strong. Well, I look at this almost like uh, almost like uh, reverse engineering my divorce cases. And what I found, I've been doing this, I've been in family law for 17 years, 10 years as a full-time divorce mediator, and I do do couples coaching, Mm -hmm. is that it's a matter of accepting your spouse for who he or she is. And I feel like when marriages get into trouble, it's because one or the other spouse just can't accept their spouse for who they are. 
And I find that this happens no matter when the people get married. So I know that the statistics show that if you get married later and you're Mm -hmm. all educated and have solid financial footing, I know the numbers show that you're not going to get divorced, but I still see people all the time that it's almost as if there were one person when they were dating. So is that, yeah, I'm 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 sorry. I was just going to ask. So do you think that's going into the marriage with the uh, wrong expectation or do you think people are putting on a front during the courting phase (laughs) and then once they get married, they like let it all, let their guard down and like, haha, this is who I really am. Uh, well, first of all, I don't think most of my clients would ever put on a front. <laughs> I feel, and a lot of the people that I deal with do get married, not all, but a lot of them do get married older uh-huh. because I'm in D.C. and just about everybody here has at least college, if not upper level degrees, and it's very expensive to live around here. And a lot of my clients have gotten married, at least in their late 20s, plenty of them have, and I, they're not faking each other out necessarily. It's really a great desire to be married and have children. And if you really, really, it's sort of a, sort of a desire. If you really, really have a desire to do something in your life, lose weight or or get you know, into a particular career area or buy that car that you want, whatever it is, if you have a great desire and you have a, you know, a modicum of motivation and drive, you, you might get there. And unfortunately, a lot of people have a great desire and drive to have the great American family, mom, dad, and the kids. Mm-hmm. And, I'm not going to say that they'll do anything to get there, but a little bit. Yeah, no. So bit. it's almost like they had this, they have carved out this mental path for themselves of this is how my life is supposed to go. I'm going to go, I'm going to get educated, I'm going to get my career going, I'm going to get married. And yeah. they, uh, not that they go into it blind, but they, they kind of settle for a promising prospect as opposed to this is exactly what I want. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. That makes a lot of sense. So they're 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 pushing it, and, yeah. and you know, women have the biological clock. That's and- a good point too. Yeah, you mentioned that um, the a lot of women that you uh, deal with get married later. The average age, I believe, for women now is twenty not twenty seven, and for men, it's twenty nine. Mm-hmm. Which is significantly older, right? Right. You know, my my parents both went to college, but still, and yet, by the time they were twenty seven, they were done having kids. Uh-huh. Even even delaying, as it would have been considered back then. Yeah. So I think that I think that people pick partners for love, but also there's a little bit of pressure there. Mm-hmm. To, to move to move it forward. So once you've chosen your partner and they've chosen you, which I still think is such a lovely thing, 
I wouldn't give up the marriage to my children's father ever. I'm, I'm grateful for for the wedding and, and the marriage when it was good and the kids. And he and I get along really well. But, but I don't think that we accepted each other after, you know, once the kids were born for who we were because mm-hmm. – and this this kind of gets into in the in the trap area. So yeah. So let's to... yeah let's let's talk about some of the most co- uh, common traps that couples okay. uh, fall into. And so, um, first... well, can I back can I back up just for a minute yeah. about the proactive tips? Yeah. Me? No. No problem. Yeah. I love the positive. So I, just want... <laughs> so, I thought we should so... start there. Yeah. <laughs> so so just a little more on the proactive tip. Okay. So my proactive tip to keep marriages strong is to accept your spouse for who or she is. Now, if this person is beating you up right. or is, is psychologically abusive or is hiding money um, or has, you know, somebody else on the side, that that's different. I'm talking about just, you don't necessarily like the, the day in and day out of what your spouse does. Right. So, so you, you accept that you cannot change that person. But what I feel very strongly about is that, and I did not do this in my marriage and my clients, because I I quiz them about this, because I want to know, my divorce clients, what happened. Mm-hmm. I'm not a therapist, but, but I want to know. Sure. So, so if, if you have a pretty good idea of what your spouse needs from you, give it to them. Everybody's all about the communication. You have to communicate. You have to communicate. Well, what if you're not a great communicator? Mm-hmm. What What if you don't come from people that communicated? What if you just don't have the words for things? What if you're a little bit unable to even put a put words into what your feelings are? What if you don't really know how to ask for something? Because that's just not what you're made of. And I feel that... So many people say a great marriage is communication. I think a great marriage is being intuitive of what your spouse needs and giving it to them without being asked. And on the flip side, for those who are more articulate about saying what they need, if your spouse asks something of you, and this is normally the women to the men in my experience, if your spouse, oftentimes your wife, asks you to do something, and it's not going to kill you to do it, just do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't ride around on the principle of the matter thing, and I'm not going to do that because I think it's stupid. If it's not going to kill you to do it, just do it. What's yeah. what's that going to hurt? <laughs> right. I, right. A lot of times people will spend more time arguing about why they should or shouldn't do something than it would take to actually just do the thing. Exactly. Yeah. It's the same way. It's the same way with children. Uh-huh. I, I still like that a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, to your point about, um, communication and, and intuiting what people's wants and needs might be. Um, I would recommend, uh, Dr. Gary Chapman's book, uh, the five love languages, because that mm-hmm. is essentially what he's talking about there, which is yes. understanding how your spouse, your partner likes to accept and receive love. Yes, some, very much. some it's through gifts, some it's through gestures and service, some it's through, and he, you know, there's five of them. So check it out. That's, I think would be a, a big help uh, for people who aren't yes. very verbal and, and being able to say what they want or need. Absolutely. Well, I mean, I can give an example from my own 
life. And when my husband's father passed away, and our our two children were were very little, three or well maybe four and six, and he seemed to be taking it fairly well. And I would ask him, "How are you doing?" And he would respond, "You know, I'm I'm do, I'm doing I'm doing well. Don't worry about me." Well, what? person would do well when their father died you know <laughs> he was close with his father his uh-huh. father was in many ways the kind of man that he wanted to be and 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 he had a good relationship with his dad and there's no way he was okay but i was a busy mom so when he said he was okay i went about my business and i i will always feel bad about that Mm-hmm. And I've even said that to him, and he to this day says, no, you were fine. But I don't believe it. Mm-hmm. I think he needed a lot extra. And the fact that he said that he was okay, so what? I knew what he needed. Well, I think that says something about you and your growth, too, of the fact that you recognize it, even if it was after the fact, and, and have expressed that to him. So I think that's that's commendable. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> we have a have a pretty good relationship. It sounds like it. That's really good. We we, we do. We're not best friends because it was a pretty weird uh, breakup with the girlfriend and the whole bit. But but we we do a pretty we do a good job. You know, we love our we love our kids. So that's what you got to do. You got to have you you have to have a good relationship with your spouse. You don't have to be good friends, but it's got to be at a pretty high level. It cannot just be tolerance. It's got to be. It's got to be more than that. Yeah, can't be drive by, drop them off at the curb. No. It's be. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's let's talk um, common traps. Um, what's the most common trap you believe couples fall into, and why? Okay, I believe the most common trap that couples fall into is that they expect their spouse to be on the same page as they are in terms of what is important in both everyday life and in life planning. Mm. And that comes out with, I don't understand why he or she can't see that. Uh Fill in the blank. And my clients, my divorce clients, I was just on the phone yesterday with somebody and she was still trying to, and this is common, get her soon-to-be ex-husband to get on board with her with a thought process about their child. It's very common. Uh-huh. And I spend not a lot of time, but, you know, because I try to, I try to, you know, bifurcate. Am I doing coaching or am I doing, you know, divorce mediation? Yeah. If they're in for mediation, I try not to spend time doing the marital coaching. So if they're in for mediation, I'll say, you know, the marriage is over and try, if you couldn't convince the person to see things your way while you were married, it's not going to happen now. Mm-hmm. Now it's too late. It's more about action. Mm-hmm. And if we're going to negotiate that the that the children need to be back at your house by 8 o'clock, then that's what we're going to write down. But the fact that your husband or wife doesn't think that they need to be home so early, that's a different story. So – so in the mediation, you would you would put it down. You would write it down. You know, the kids need to be back at eight. Is that how you exactly. avoid that trap um, while you are still married? No, I no. 
to a, you mean couples not being on the same page? Right, right. Well, I think before you get married, and I'm a firm believer in this, you're the person that you're dating will tell you within date one or date two who they are, what they value. Mm-hmm. But people don't listen. Mm-hmm. So that's the very, very, the very beginning. To avoid the trap when you're married, the trap of basically resentment. It becomes the trap of resentment mm-hmm. and the trap and the trap of anger and the trap of being yes to death. This leads to a lot of passive aggressive behavior. Mm-hmm. A person will act like they're on board with you, but they're not. Once again, and I said this before when we were talking about the more positive aspects, just do what your spouse wants you to do if it's not going to kill you, mm-hmm. right? So so you don't need to be on board with what your spouse thinks is important, but can you meet somewhere in the middle? In other words, your philosophies don't have to be in line. But what you do has to be in line. For example, for example, there's a lot of couples, and one of them is the big money saver, mm-hmm. and the other one feels like you live need to live today because you might you might die tomorrow. That's that's a, that's a big deal with couples. That causes a lot of stress. I deal with that a lot. Uh, where where they come in, and the one that wanted to save is looking for a bigger piece of the pie in the divorce, of course, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they were doing their best to save and clipping coupons and all that, and the other person was spending like crazy. So, so I think I think that you can meet in the middle, and if I call it the ant and the grasshopper syndrome. So, if the ant wants to save, and the grasshopper doesn't, well. Maybe the ant cannot get so upset about the grasshopper wanting to live life a little. Maybe the ant can enjoy life a little bit. Mm-hmm. Maybe you'll do one vacation instead of two. And maybe the grasshopper who's going to spend everything can have a little bit or a medium amount maybe taken out of his or her check so he or she never sees it. Mm-hmm. So it's the actions, it's the actions that people can compromise on, but they get hung up in the philosophies. This is what's important. This is what's not important. Because if the marriage ends, guess what? Then everybody gets to move forward with their philosophies. And you see this a lot with children. Mm-hmm. Where one parent really believes that you need a disciplined home, and the other parent thinks it's a free-for-all. And they end up fighting and fighting and fighting over their philosophies of how children should be raised. And guess what? When those people get divorced, the free-for-all parent now has a complete free-for-all with no supervision mm-hmm. by the more buttoned-up parent. So now they've completely lost their ability, whereas if maybe they'd lightened up a little bit. Yeah. So that's um, the the tact that you're recommending is just kind of going with it a little bit and in a compromised manner, which I think is really good. Um, I was just going to add that one of the things, so my wife and I, uh, we don't argue a whole bunch, but we used to have a very consistent argument. And it was usually when we were taking trips. I like um, that consistent argument. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. Um, and it was really just me being frustrated. Uh, and it was, ba- it was all based on my expectations of how things were going to go. And, um, it wasn't until 
like probably from listening to somebody like you on a podcast, uh, where it was like, Oh, duh. Why don't I just ask her what she expects and I can tell her what I expect. And then I won't be frustrated if it plays out exactly what she's thinking. And so that's what I started doing. And so we would go out on, uh, you know, we would be traveling somewhere and I would, you know, the night before I'd say, Oh, so here's my plan for tomorrow. I plan on waking up and doing this and doing this. And I would like to do this, this, and this. And then she would tell me what her expectations were. And we would come to a very happy uh, understanding of the way that the day would unfold. And that's not to say that we would regiment every single minute of the day, but I wasn't expecting something to happen that never had a shot at happening. And that changed everything changed. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was so great. Like we never argue over any of that stuff anymore because I, I know where she's coming from and vice versa. Well, trips, trips are, that is a great example. That is a great example. And my boyfriend right now knows that if we're supposed to leave at X time and we're driving somewhere and we don't have to meet people or we don't have a show to get to, I'm not necessarily going to be on time. Yeah. And it it, kind of bugs him. Yep. But you know what? I've noticed in the last year, he shows up at my house 15 minutes late. Because because what difference does it make? Yeah. What difference does it make? So I, I think there's a lot of things like that. What difference does it make? If the dad wants to take the kids out for ice cream or the mom wants to take the kids out for ice cream and dinner's in an hour and it's Saturday and it's so much fun to go out for ice cream. Yeah, nobody needs sugar, but really? Right. You're going to get upset about that? It really doesn't matter? It doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> um, so what, uh, I think we have time for one more of these common traps. So what's, what's the, what's, yeah, what's another common trap that a lot of couples fall into? This one I'm probably going to get in trouble for. And this one oh, is not, <laughs> this one is not becoming of a mediator who is supposed to be, you know, unbiased and neutral at all times. But I truly believe based on years of watching couples, that women change, uh, on on average, okay, on average, women change a ton when the children come. Mm. Men change not as much. And the result is that, from my perspective as a divorce mediator, Mm. if the woman makes good money, the guy is at risk unless he changes too. She's now changed. He remains man, husband, and dad. Oftentimes, and this kills marriages too, by the way, she becomes all mom. Mm -hmm. She's not as much wife. Wife goes way down on the totem pole. And so he's lonely. Mm Mm-hmm. And she's bugging him to get on board and do this and that and the other thing. And, you know, the the, 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 the worst result of all of this is that he cheats because he's lonely. He wants his wife back. He's got a mom. He might have a breadwinner. Mm-hmm. But he might not have his wife. And, and, and if he says, if he says, I'm lonely... 
then sometimes I mean, he, a lot of guys are not even going to say that because it's culturally inappropriate in our society not to put the kids first. Right. But if you talk to people that have been married for a good long while, happily married, they're hard to find, but they do exist. Yeah. yeah. They put the marriage first. Yeah. That's yeah. what people used to do. Well, it's interesting that you say that too, because we know through a lot of research that it's the couples who are happily married. Um, also the kids wind up better in life. Um, because of, they, they have better, they have better relationships themselves. Right. I feel terrible that my children come from a divorced home. They tell me I'm just, you know, crazy and not to worry about it. But when they go to have their own marriages and children, I know that they have not been role modeled well. Because how could they be? But you uh, to. Uh, to defend you a little bit here, you have okay. already shown a lot of like just in the things that you've said, shown how your understanding of it's better, your growth is different. You just just changed and matured. And, oh, and absolutely, right. I've done the absolute best that I can, and so has my ex husband. But it's not exactly the same as a good marriage. But I'll tell you what, what my husband and I have done and what many of my clients have done is much better than having your children witness a horrible marriage. I would take what I have for my children any day over a horrible marriage, but still the number one position in the hierarchy of how to do these things is to have an intact marriage. Yeah. And to the, um, so, uh, I guess the the obvious answer to this is prioritizing your marriage. One of the things that I was going to add is we also know that women will a lot of times transfer their love that they once had for their husband onto their child. Absolutely. And, it's a disaster. Yeah. It's and a disaster. It, and it satisfies that need for them. But to your point, the, the, the husband doesn't get that. Um, so yeah, he, feels, he feels left out. Yeah. So um, what? Any any final tips on how they can avoid that one um, outside of being aware of it? Well, I, I, I think that men really need to step up mm-hmm. because if a man's looking for more love from the wife and he feels that there has been that transfer, I like that word that you use, he's, he, he's not going to get it unless he really, really, really steps up. Mm-hmm. And really contributes and needs to let the the mom know that he's contributing and that it doesn't have to be. Because a lot of guys back off. This is what I hear anyway. Because the mom says it's my way or the highway. And if you hear enough times it's my way or the, you know, take care of the kids my way. Eventually he'll say, you know what? You take care. You, you do right. what needs you do it needs I can't do anything right. So the mom needs to let him help. He needs to really step up and help. And what I tell people all the time when the moms say, Oh gosh, how's he gonna take care of the kids in this divorce and it's gonna be fifty fifty custody? I say, He can he can do it. I said, A lot of guys are very good delegators. And as long as you're standing there being superwoman, why should he do stuff? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Right? I mean, it's it's more efficient if one person's going to do the work of 10 people. Yeah. Let them do it. I mean, you see that in a in a work environment, too. It's hard to get work out of somebody when you're standing there doing all the work. <laughs> right, right. Right? Right. So, so a lot of a lot of times a man feels and I'm sorry to be so gender biased I just report it as I see it yeah. but the, and, and what and what people tell me because I have long conversations with people individually before they come in and see me in mediation or coaching and if if they feel that it here's what it is it's a compliment to mom mm. mom you're doing such an excellent job mm-hmm. I'm going to go downstairs and play video game. You don't need me. Right. You're awesome, but it's never taken as a compliment. Right. And to your point, like they like to be the martyr in that scenario. Well, they are kind of doing everything. So stop. So stop. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, no, that is, that is excellent. Um, you know, I don't deal with couples the same way that you deal with couples. Um, but even in my personal life, I have seen on many, many occasions where, uh, a wife will make a comment to the husband who's actively trying to help out. Well, you're not with the kids all day. Let me tell you how it goes. Um, and it immediately shuts off any alternative to the situation. Yeah. It's and, hard not, it's hard not to do. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, yeah, it's and hard I, not to do. And I can particularly, Yeah. With a stay at home mom. Oh my God. It's, it's, it's like, they're It's like, it's like the mom going to the dad's office and. and right. And it, yeah, right? It's, it's absolutely understandable because you're right. Like they, they are, the, and to their point, like they have been there all day. They know the formula that works and they don't, why throw a wrinkle into it when they know this works. So right. I, I totally get that. Um, and I think that's really a great thing to be aware of. But then mom never gets a break, which means dad never gets the attention, affection, and appreciation that he needs. He's lone. I A lot of my cases are adultery cases. A lot, a lot, a lot. And, 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 that, and that stems from the, the husband being lonely, because, mainly because the wife uh, puts the affection on the children and doesn't have time for the husband? That has been the re- when people tell me right, which is usually that's the report a hundred percent of the time. Wow. Um, do you? I've never had someone say I'm just a dirty dog and I can't help myself. <laughs> right. I've never heard that. Yeah, that's see, and I think that's that's actually. Um, I'm not saying that there's an excuse because I don't. I, I don't totally. approve, and I had it done to me, and it's horrible. So. But this is what I'm reporting that I yeah. hear. Yeah, no, I listen, I the fact the, like firsthand knowledge, there's there's a lot of value in that. So I, I don't think there's um any need to uh couch yeah. what you're saying and um handicapping it because it's 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 the experience that you have. Yeah. Um so that so this is what I find is is that when the dynamics completely change, when the kids come. Mm-hmm. If things don't get better from all the things we've talked about, the, and the woman makes money, the guy better watch out. Mm-hmm. I see it all the time. She's just like, just send the check. You're not helpful. Yeah. And it's awful. And, and these guys feel that they are making their contribution because they're, they're working. And they are. Mm-hmm. But 
but but but then they're not coming home and doing everything. So those guys got to be careful, and the mom's got to be careful because the guy will find love. He's not going to do without. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any um, final words that you would or advice that you would like to share before we wrap this up? Yes, I would like to say to all the people with really little kids, don't call me. <laughs> <laughs> Because life, I say this to them, they usually laugh, which is good, which is good. We keep a little humor in the mediations where, you know, it's not good for everybody. But if people are that way, we we can keep it light. It's not, uh, it doesn't have to be the end of the world. Divorce does not have to be the end of the world. It's pretty intense, but it doesn't have to be the end of the world. So, so I and this is why I started moving towards coaching and not just mediating, because everybody's life is very hard with young children. Mm-hmm. It's very hard. It's intense. You don't sleep. They're on you all the time. You just never get a break. So getting a divorce in the middle of that because you're miserable, maybe not. Maybe you want to put on your calendar when the youngest is five. And if you still want a divorce then, all right. But, you know, if you think life's, uh, your life's probably not going to be any easier. Right. It's just going to be a different, very, very difficult time. Mm-hmm. And then my other word of advice is don't cheat. <laughs> right. Don't cheat. If you, if you want out of the marriage, get out of the marriage. Mm-hmm. I'm not anti-divorce. But I just think cheating, the repercussions, depending on who you cheat on and who you cheat with, I mean, for one, you right. can get killed, right? right. I mean, absolutely. This is, it is. This it's it's like, right. Like you are shooting bullets at that point and you don't know if you're one of these people are going to kill you. Right. Well, that's what I said to my ex-husband when he ran off with his assistant. And I said, do you know her husband? And he said, no. I said, you're a father of two little children. How do you know this man? is not going to come after you and do serious damage. And he said, I never thought of that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But I did. It's very serious business. So if you need to do that and you can't get whatever it is you need from your spouse, get a divorce. Don't cheat. Mm -hmm. Don't cheat. I don't cheat. Those are good parting words. Um, Isn't that nice and yes, simple? <laughs> it's so simple. It's, and it's, you would think, uh, it would be easy to follow too, but obviously, um, people are scared. People don't like change. Yeah, right. Right. They, will, they, they, they don't like change and they don't want any trouble. So they think it's kind of like people not getting married and having kids because getting married is too much of a commitment. Mm-hmm. Right. We'll just have the kids and we won't get married. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, this, this was fantastic, Robin. Um, I, I think that is going to do it for us this week, but thank you so much for your time and your insight. Um, it was a real pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Uh, before we go, I do want to remind you listeners that you have been listening to, uh, Robin Grain, who is the founder of Grain Mediation. She is a certified divorce mediator, a certified divorced financial analyst. Uh, she also provides married couples with an inside look on how to successfully avoid divorce. Uh, 
And you can get this information and more at her website, grainmediation.com. That's G-R-A-N-E mediation.com. Of course, uh, as I mentioned at the top, I will include the link in the show notes. Uh, And you can also find that on our website, hitchedmag.com, along with uh, all the past podcast archives. Uh, well, Well over 500 now, so there's tons of content for you to look at there. We have thousands of articles. We have our newsletter, which I like to mention, and uh, much more. So check that out. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, take care, everybody. We know that.